Blog Talk Radio. Blessings, blessings, and a gracious good morning, good afternoon, good evening, good whatever time it is, wherever you are, where you're hearing the sound of our voices. We thank and praise God for you. We pray that um, today is a phenomenal day in the Lord for you. We pray, hallelujah, for your health and your safety and your strength and your wholeness on this day. Welcome to the It's Real Radio Talk Show. I am your host, Elder Coilette James, and as always, I am joined, and I'm grateful to be joined with my incredible co-host, the wonderfully beautiful and talented Miss Tanya Roberts. Oh, excuse me, I got, I was drinking a soda, I got air in my, my esophagus. <clears throat> Blessings, Tam, how are you? I am awesome, beautiful and I'm thanking God for for every moment just to how the year started off just a peaceful time a time of clarity and it's just awesome right now so far thank you how are you amen I'm awesome I am awesome I really can't complain because God is yet still on the throne still blessing Myself and my family, my loved ones with breath to breathe and a life to live. And so there is nothing else that I could be more grateful for. So I am I'm thankful. I am thankful on this day. Absolutely, absolutely. So whew, we would be remiss if we had a show that deals with real talk on real issues if we did not touch on the realness that our country went through and the attack that our country went through on this past week, which um, has left many just like in in disarray and completely just fabricated for lack of a better word. I don't want to use the word in awe because I think awesome is is relegated to the Lord, and this was definitely not the Lord's doing. But um, I think it was an incredibly blunt and um, eye-opening wake-up call for our country, for those who have been passive in the past and just, you know, figuring that the rhetoric that was being perpetrated regarding the election being a fraud and um, regarding our, our sitting president not really, really working toward um, a peaceful transition of power, which is part of what our our democracy is built on. That's what a democracy calls for, not a dictatorship to where you have to fight and it's a, cute, a coup to take over, but more importantly, where the people's voice is heard through their vote. And that determines who sits in governmental power um, in this country. And I think what we encounter, this is personal. This is strictly my take on it. Um, but from my personal, personal standpoint, I believe that what we, what we saw, what we witnessed, what we experienced as a country on um, this past week, 
um, is a direct reflection of what happens when you allow the lies of some to run rampant. And for those that are gullible enough to accept the lie as truth without consulting God, because God will never allow you to be blind to the truth. But there are millions and millions of citizens in the United States of America who may claim the name of Christ. I'm going to go there with it today. They may claim the name of Christ, but they don't question the validity of the things that they hear and the actions that they take when they are claiming, claiming to be disciples of Christ. I'm, I'm, I'm really, let me see, because I want to be tactful because I know we have listeners across the board. So I want to be truthful. I want to be blunt, but I also want to be tactful and respectful of everybody's feelings um, and, and knowing who I am and, and um, the curtness of, of my comments, how they can go. I'm, I'm really, really asking God to word my mouth because I'm not saying anything today to offend, but to draw attention to the importance of not allowing the dictates of man to govern our actions when those actions are contrary to what the dictates of the word of God and the spirit of God would have us to do. What appalled me, and I'm a, and, and I, that's the strongest word I can use right this moment. What appalled me was to see people in those crowds on Wednesday storming the Capitol with Jesus flags flying, like they were doing something to represent our Lord. Now you can represent a human being, a person, in whatever manner you deem yourself appropriate that's between you and your conscience and let the chips fall where they where they may because that's exactly what's happening right now those chips are falling and people are going uh what do you mean i'm being arrested uh what do you mean i'm being charged but that's beyond that what i want to focus in right now is those that were in the crowd that claimed that they were doing it because they were representing the body of christ they were representing Jesus himself with flags flying. Are you kidding me? <laughs> I'm like, really? Really? This insurrection is what Jesus would have you do? I think not. Because all you have to do is go back to the word of God and read what the disciples, his own inner circle, wanted him to do that he refused to do, and that was take on the Roman Empire in a violent way because they were looking for um, a Messiah that would put, pick up arms and go after the Roman Empire, and that was not the call of Christ. And one thing he said, what belongs to Caesar, let it belong to Caesar. But let what belongs to God, it belongs to God. And I don't believe, this is Coilette James speaking right now, I don't believe that not one of those people in that crowd flying a Jesus flag represented God. Not in the way that my word teaches. So... That being said, I've also had my ears wide open and listening for the voice of the quote-unquote evangelical leaders who were such supporters of Trump and all of his shenanigans and all of these perpetrated lies about the election being stolen. And I feel some kind of way about that. I'm going to be really, really honest with all of y'all. I feel some kind of way about that. And the reason I do is for you to tell me that me standing in line for five hours to cast my vote in early voting shouldn't count. Yeah, I feel some kind of way about that, okay? Because my vote was legal. And people will say, well, no, it's not against your vote because it was legal. Maybe all of those people that were standing in line, trust me, we did not get up at 4 or 5 o'clock in the morning and get in line to stand 4 or 5 hours to cast an illegal vote. I promise you that. 82 million people 
cast votes for the winner. 74 million people cast votes for the loser. It was record numbers on both sides. But you cannot tell me the 74 million are legal because of who they voted for and the 82 million are illegal. Not buying it. Anyway, that being said, I've been listening for the evangelical voices to come forth since they were so loud and blaring, you know, before the election, during the election, and after the election. But, oh, things got out of hand, and you don't have nothing to say. I have found one, and maybe I need be, to be corrected if you guys know another, but I've heard from and seen and read one voice that came forth, and that was Franklin Graham. And Franklin Graham came forth. First, he came forth saying, you know, he was praying for President-elect Biden and for Vice President-elect Harris. And then he said he, he re- put out a call to Trump to invite, excuse me, the President-elect, Vice President-elect and their spouses to the White House to meet so that the country could see that we need healing. Don't don't just speak it. Don't just put that rhetoric out there. We need to heal. And I'm focusing on transference, a peaceful transference of power, which we all know is a lie. Because what did you do? You ran to Camp, Camp David. I feel some kind of way today, guys. Please hear me. But you ran to Camp David and have not addressed the people other than now you pissed because Twitter took you down. And I've read what somebody said. I mean, people, this was this is this is true. Let's let's talk about this because if we're gonna get healing in the body of Christ, and that's what this show is about today, how do we invoke healing and unity in the body of Christ going forth? If we can't come to terms in truth on what has been perpetrated, what's really, really going on, then we can never come together in unity and healing. One thing Bishop Alexander said, and it stuck with me, he says that when we sit up and we talk about we can agree to disagree, he said that's a lie because that's disagreement. How are you going to agree to disagree? Because you're agreeing to go in separate different ways. So there is not agreement in there. There's no unity in there. And I used to be that first person to say, and we can agree to disagree and keep it moving. But we got to come to the table and come to terms with what's going on in our nation, in our, our families, and in the body especially. Because first and foremost, before we represent a political party, before we allow align ourselves with some individual perpetrating lies on top of lies, on top of lies, and been lying for six years, not just four, but for six years while he was running and everything else, we cannot come together as a body and heal until we can come to the truth of really what's going on. What were you really representing? I read this, and I think it was, oh, hold on, guys. It was on Twitter, and I saw it today just before I got on here. And it was like, and it was so profound when I read it. It wasn't Pastor Dewey. Um, It was somebody else, but I, I, I don't remember exactly who said it. But what they said was that when God wanted to stop the misinformation from going forth at the Tower of Babel, he, he confounded the conversations. He silenced them by, by confounding the conversations. But he silenced them. That's how he stopped them. Because if you couldn't understand what the other one was saying, then the rhetoric that was going forth was silent. And, and I feel like that's what has happened right now. That they, even when social media, social media who makes their money off of rhetoric, who makes their money off of people out there um, speaking what they want to speak, whether they put little labels on it or not, when the people that make their money off of you talking this crap silences you, then you know something's going on. Something's going on. This is like the world trying to tell the body, wait, enough. And it's sad that it would have to come from the secular world to say, okay, it's enough. It's enough. Come on, let's stop the lies. It's enough. People died. People died. Okay? People's lives were threatened. You got clips of people talking about, you know, 
hanging, hanging, hello, the Vice President of the United States of America, hanging him with a rope. Okay, this is this is beyond insanity running wild, seriously. But if we are going to come together as a bot, baby, what the heathens do, the heathens will do. I'm talking about us as the body of Christ. Where do we go? How do we go forward from here? Because we done talked about each other. We done literally cursed each other out. We have just really, really went off the deep end in secularism within the body. Now, how do we wheel that in and pull it back together and stand? Because as we are divided, we can't stand. We cannot be who God has called us to be as we are divided. Likewise, as a country, we right now, and I've been saying this for a minute, seriously, we are ripe for the plucking. Do you not realize that foreign governments are sitting back laughing and, I mean, just in hysterics going, y'all, we don't have to do anything because they're destroying themselves from within. It goes back to the same mentality that Willie Lynch put out there against the, the black people who were enslaved and said, all we got to do is turn them against one another and we won't have to do nothing. Proved it to be true. Proved it to be true. Now we as a country are not only battling the same thing, but we as the body of Christ have turned inward on each other. How, how do we bring healing and unity back to the body? That's the question on the table. So, sis, (laughs) I'm going to let you jump in and, and, you know, tell us how you feel, because obviously I didn't told you how I feel. You know, I'm like you while you were speaking, and I love you because you've always been a woman of etiquette with your words, and everybody should know me through these last couple of years. I'm kind of loose-lipped, and I'm not trying to offend anyone <clears throat> nor hurt anyone, but it is what it is. And what's so sad to me is I keep hearing the Lord say, my people are who are called by my name, if they would turn from their wicked ways. Seek my face. You know what I'm trying to say? And repent of your sins. Then I'm going to hear from you and I'll heal your land. I believe in that. But what's so sad to me, sis, is what I've been seeing. And I, one of my coworkers, was, she wanted to talk about it one day at work, and I had to tell her no comment because I can see already we're already going through something in my department. I can already tell without speaking that we all don't agree period. So sometimes it's best to be silent and just do like I I said and just pray. We need to pray for the nation. This was not a move of anything that I can see but but prejudice. Um, I don't see why they still have a problem. I I get it, but I still don't get it. how we became so even more divided. And I'm looking at the same people that had a problem with people tearing down statues of slave owners and stuff in different parts of the South. But when you want to cut up, then you went in the Capitol building that should mean something to you, and you destroyed it like it was nothing. So to me, those were mixed messages. From people, I'm really sad, like you're saying, that the majority of these people are our so-called Christian church people, that I'm really blown back the most because I cannot believe that we are all serving the same God with behavior or actions such as what certain people have been betraying. I'm very, I'm not justifying that, because when we did our Black Lives Matter movement, I did not agree with the ones that were tearing up Rodale Drive, busting windows just so you can steal, and blending yourself in for the people that were truly protesting for a purpose and a reason that 
the Lugers came along as well, blended themselves in, and you were acting like a Black Lives Matter, and you was acting like a fool. Well, there's no difference this that you have actually said that this is your country, and I'm still stuck on that. How is this your country, period? You know what I'm trying to say? When you didn't even find it. You didn't find it. So it's everybody's land, not just your land. And I just don't feel it's right that anybody should be able to, to dictate to us because we are of a certain color, whether you black, candy stripe, pink, yellow, purple, how much money you should make, what kind of brackets you should be in. You got to pay more because of this. You got to, and you still want to keep us enslaved and don't want to be free. So I have some personal feelings about it, but when it still comes down to it, I'm really praying because if people, we don't see that Jesus is coming back soon, we're in trouble because these are actions now to me when the Bible revelation and the different fulfillments of prophecies have to come before the coming of Christ. This is one of them, if it ever been. I've just never seen anything like this. Election that's four years before. So um, how, do we, how do we move toward healing? How do we move toward coming back together as a body of Christ when we have given the enemy such an open feel to wreak havoc within the body? Yeah, this is mine. It brought up, let me first say this first because it brought up something that I heard, like you said. I, somebody sent um, a message, I, I don't know if it was on Facebook or wherever, and it said, if I were the devil, I'm just saying, if I were the devil, then I would just wreak havoc and sit back and watch them turn on themselves. I would just plant a seed. And it takes each individual person, if that makes any sense. It's like when this year came in, I kind of was really fighting myself and where I was on my job, and I just really had to cry out to the Lord and said, if you don't fix it, then it can't be fixed. Then it's time for me to make another move. But I'm tired of digging a well and people are coming telling me I'm not allowed to build there for whatever reason when I'm just as able-bodied to build as anyone else. So I'm tired. It's not that I'm not doing the job, but you, for whatever reason it is, whether it's intimidation, jealousy, prejudice, or whatever it is, you're stopping me from doing what I got to do because you are making this personal and not business. It starts with each individual person. Somebody is reading the word of God wrong or backwards to believe that this type of behavior is Christ-like. So in order for us to build, we have to structureize whatever way we can to show love, to speak love. And he said it in the end days. You ain't going to get no love if you that type of person. You might as well get ready. You know what I'm saying? You like a lamb to the slaughter. But I refuse. So when I came into this year, even in my department, I said, I'm just letting everybody know this is a different year. Whatever anybody did, said, talked about in 2020, you, you pardon. I'm pardoning you like the president. This is a new year. We're starting over fresh. And this is how I want to begin my season, my year. Because I refuse anymore. The, world, the Lord kept telling me, sis, again, and I'm going to speak it again over everyone. Be ye not conformed to this world. You don't have to do what people do. You, if you do, it's because you want to fit in, and that's your God. But be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind. You're not going to really get it by watching a lot of the news because I noticed that Fox News, CBN, and everybody reports different news, what they want you to hear and you have to be careful of television because that's why they call it a television because it tells lies to your vision. So what we have to do is hunker down, get into the word of God, ask him for the interpretation, allow his Holy Spirit to guide us, and we need to represent not only as a group 
or as a people or as a body, but as an individual. And if the person that you're under, your leader is sick, you got to know in 2021, you're sick. If your leader has faults or jealousies or prejudices or malices and he's teaching you the word of God, then you're sick. And you need to ask God for healing in your land, an individual body, because you are the body of Christ. So I hope I answered your question, sis. But I feel like it, it, it literally, you know, everybody, had, my dad used to say opinions are like buttholes. Everybody got one. But just like you went out there to go vote to make your vote count, then your prayer should go just the same as you are regressive about standing in line just to vote to make change. Then we should be able to get up late at night or get on our faces before God find some time and ask him to heal our land. So that's where that my take is. Okay. Um, I'm, I know that with God, all things are possible. And that in the midst of all of this madness, God will get the glory, yet and still, no matter what. Because he's God. Because he has not abdicated his throne. Um, but that being said, we have choices to make on whether or not we yield ourselves to the hand of God. Pastor asked a a very poignant question this morning in service, and that question was, does God um, control everything? And at first, the first thought would be yes, which is incorrect because, as Pastor so eloquently pointed out, he does not control your choices. He gave you a freedom of choice, and he allows you to make the choices that you make. In that being said, he also holds you accountable for the choices that you make. So if that is true, and he, we've talked about this before on the show, he gave us a freedom of choice um, that we would be able to freely choose him, choose what's right, choose the, the path that, you know, we travel down, um, choose our associates, choose our relationships, to choose. He, that's a gift that he gave us because he didn't have to do it. He did not have to do it. But that being said, how likely are we to choose at this juncture of the game to come together and to pray in unity? Like I said, the only person I have found, and, and it could be more out there, but this is the only one that I have been able, I've looked. I have looked and I've researched and I've tried. Only Franklin Graham is saying, okay, we we have to pray for the president-elect, vice president-elect, you know, and I'm just, I'm just at awe that your voices could be so poignant prior to this, but now you don't have anything to say? When, when, if there ever was a time, leadership needs to be stepping up and saying, you know what, y'all, I, let, me, let me say this. And I told, um, I told somebody this, we're in the midst of a 40-day prayer challenge at, at KFI and, and, and others, everybody's free to join in. But I said this the other night, um, okay, and I just totally lost my thought right that moment. Um, Anyway, I'll move on. It'll come back to me. But the, the, the key is, is that whatever it is that we're doing, we have to make sure that it is glorifying God. It has to be glorifying God. Because if it's not, if it's for our own vain glory, then we've got a huge, huge problem, huge, huge problem in overcoming and in coming together as the body. And, and so... With that being said, everything that's out there and that's being perpetrated right now, if we are not 
um, allowing ourselves to be vocal in this hour, to be vocal in the fact that beyond all else, we have to acknowledge and recognize the lordship of Jesus Christ. We have to acknowledge and recognize the leading, the guiding, and directing of God the Father. We have to be attentive to the voice of the Holy Spirit that is within us that's leading us down the path that God would predestine us to. If we are not doing those things, then I don't believe we will ever achieve healing and unity in the body. Now, that being said, one thing about God is he is notorious for pulling out his remnant, taking that remnant, and flying with it. He, he'll take it down to very small numbers, but will still take those small numbers to be intercessors to stand, like Abram negotiated him down all the way down, you know, to if you find one righteous, <laughs> what would you destroy the city over the one righteous? It's just like we've got to get to a place where we have got to take the stand as the children, as literally the sons of the most high God that we are truly, truly representing our family's name and be mindful. This is why, this is exactly why I said at the beginning, I'm choosing my words because even though I know that I have a tenacious and a bold spirit and, and, and always all my life, my tongue has been my weapon of choice. One thing God has taught me over these past 32 years of walking with him is what comes up does not necessarily need to come out. And it has to be tempered with the spirit of the living God, how I speak, what I say, and how it affects others. Because if it's not tempered by God's anointing, then it's going to fall by the wayside or have the opposite effect of what is meant. So I always keep that in mind. I always keep that in mind. And I think that that is going to be a very key feature going forward in the body coming together. Because what the body has done is allowed loose lips to sink ships. They've allowed, they've allowed their emotions and their feelings, okay, um, to overrule the spirit of the living God and how he tempers what is said. Because never forget this, never forget this. No matter who you voted for, no matter what side of the aisle you stand on, though we may not be all God's children, we are all God's creation. And God would have, According to his word, he would have that all would be saved and come into the saving knowledge of who Christ is. He would have not one lost by the wayside. We, on the other hand, as human beings, will damn a person to hell quick, fast, and in a hurry. You go straight to hell, don't pass go, don't collect $200, et cetera, et cetera. And you know we'll do it. You know we've done it, Okay. But being that we are representing our Father, being our Father God, and we're standing up for the reputation of the, the name, you know, it, it, it's like I remember my mother telling my grandson, my, not my grandson, my nephew, um, as a little boy when he was being bullied, he was like, you're a spark, sparks don't run. You're going right back up there tomorrow, okay? It was about being a spark. It was about that family name. Likewise, as a quote-unquote Christian, a disciple of Christ, let me put it that way. Now, I'm not talking about religion or none of that. I am talking about a follower of Jesus Christ. I am talking about a person that ascribes to his teachings, his leading, his guiding, his direction. We need to recognize and understand, are we part of the problem or are we willing to be part of the solution? And if all we're willing to do is speak out of turn, just speak from our emotions, just say whatever comes up, comes out, then we are part of the problem. We are not part of the solution. And so if we are working to war, this is our topic today, how do we invoke healing and unity in the body of Christ going forth, then we've got to recognize 
how we approach people, what we say? Do we take other people's feelings account? I'm very vocal. I am very vocal. But what I do know is in my being very vocal, I still have to hear the spirit of the living God. I still have to let him lead God and direct how I phrase things, how I talk to people, what I say. Because, again, I don't want to be part of the problem. I want to be part of the solution. So I may disagree with you. I get that. I may disagree with you. And I have no problem telling you I disagree with you. I, I have a man, a man of God that I wholeheartedly respect. You know, I, I look up to in, in certain respects, but he, he was serious about being a Trump, Trump follower. That's fine. I don't think any less of you, that is your prerogative. I just want you to know. And I was quite honest. It's like, uh, I'm, I'm not with you on this, <laughs> okay? I'm not with you on this. He sent a request for prayer for him. I have no problem praying for the president, the incoming president, the outgoing president, none of that, because that's what I'm called to do according to the word of God. I don't have no problem with that. But as I said to him, I said, my prayer is going to be different than your prayer, however. So therefore, I am not going to sit here and tell you that I'm coming in agreement with your request of what you want prayed, because I'm not in agreement with that. And I don't want you to feel that, you know, I don't want to be misrepresented by being complacent and not saying anything so that you feel like, oh, yes, I am in agreement with this. I'm not in agreement with this. And I don't have a problem. I have a problem saying that. But, again, it's all on how we broach people, how we come at people. Because who am I representing? If I'm just representing Koyle, Koyle can go all the way in. And not think twice about it, not even about an eye. I told y'all, my weapon of choice was always my mouth. But in 32 years, I thank and praise God, he has taught me a more excellent way. Do I get it right all the time? Nope. There are times with my weeble little feelings, I rule my mouth. (laughs) And before I know it, something came up and came out that shouldn't have. But that being said, I definitely know how to wheel it back in and say, I apologize. I should not have phrased it in that manner. Does not mean I did not mean what I said, but I shouldn't have said it in the manner in which I said it. So I think there are steps that we have to take if we are going to invoke healing and unity in the body. First step, first step, numero uno is the step of forgiveness. For those that have come at you sideways, have come at you crazy on both sides, for those of us that weren't Trump supporters and the the Trump supporters came at us hurling all kind of exploratives and all kind of craziness at us and you know, we were believing in demons and we how are we representing the body if, you know, we killing babies and we're doing all of this? Bump that, okay? Because y'all talking out of your emotion. Policy on a law book does not dictate what I feel in my heart and what I follow. And I have said this on past shows. We worrying about what's on the law book. How about worrying about what's in the heart of the people? See, all them people that storm the Capitol, that were claiming, oh, whole, quote, unquote, I'm a Republican, and Republicans stand up for the sanctity of life. Where was the sanctity of life when that police officer was killed? Where was the sanctity of life that y'all stormed in there and got a woman shot Where was the and killed? Where was the sanctity of life when you trampled another woman, trampled her to death? She lost her life right there on the Capitol steps. Where was the sanctity of life when the two elderly men, one had a heart attack, the other one had a stroke and died? We got five people that died in this mess so far because you still got a couple of police officers still in critical condition. But you're going to come at me and you're flying Jesus flag. I'm telling you people, this my problem with it. it heathens going to be what heathens are. White supremacists are going to be white supremacists. I don't expect any any less of them or any more of them than what they did because they were representing who they were. 
It's those people that stood there, flying signs that said Jesus. That's where my anger is. That's where my problem lies. Because how dare you do what you did claiming to represent the world and calling yourself a patriot? Serious. And you got diehards out there right now that still, they don't see where they did nothing wrong. This is what had to be happening. And baby, if you think it's over, please think again. Because it's only just begun. Because the bull is out of the pen now. And these people feel they've got carte blanche. So if we're going to invoke healing and unity in the body of Christ, because it's going to take the body coming together and standing flat-footed and bombarding heaven and storming the gates of hell to bring this thing together. Okay? Seriously. Forgiveness is number one. Number two, after you've forgiven, because God ain't hearing you until you do. He told you if you got an ought with somebody, you better lay it down at the altar and go get it fixed before you come trying to pray to me. So you got to forgive first and foremost. Once you have done that, once you have cleansed yourself, you have asked for forgiveness, you have repented, because we all have things and oughts to repent for, all of us on both sides. Okay, you have forgiven those that have come against you. Now it's time to hear the spirit of the living God. What is he calling you to stand for? What is he calling you to pray? What is he asking you to release out in the atmosphere so that the atmosphere can be changed? What is he calling you to cover and to circle in prayer? Time out for playing pity pat with God. And it's definitely time off of playing pity pat with the devil. You can't have your foot in one in heaven and the other one in hell. It just don't work. He said you cannot be straddled the fence. You cannot be lukewarm. You've got to be either hot or cold. Choose ye this day whom you will serve. Are you chasing after man? Are you chasing after lies? Or are you chasing after the spirit of the living God? Because that's really what it's boiling down to at this point in time in our lives, especially in this country and in the body of Christ. This is what time we, we find ourselves in. It's time out. I voted for Biden. I have a problem saying that. I have voted for Biden because I just like y'all got to get Trump out of there. But... Be that as it may, my faith and my trust and my hope is not in Joseph R. Biden. My faith, my trust, and my hope is in the Lord God Almighty. It's yet to be seen what President Biden and Vice President Harris will bring to the table and to do. I understand all that they have said. But the proof is still going to be in the pudding. What are you going to accomplish? Or where will your compromises be? So so come on, guys. It's like not about, oh, we won, they lost. Yes. <laughs> you know, uh, the, the two senators in Georgia, they won. Okay. Great. I think it's great because it brings a balance of power finally. But be that as it may, who knows what's going to happen? Your trust, your Still, you still got to come out from under those party lines and stand flat-footed in the line of God. What is he calling you to do? So you're going to forgive, and you're going to listen for the spirit of the living God to speak to your heart, to release within you what you should pray. Because the word teaches us that in that same hour, he will give you what to say. The word teaches us when you don't know what to pray, it is the spirit of the living God who will pray through you. This is the place where we need to find ourselves. It's a time of reckoning. It's a time of putting all the stupid stuff aside. Because when you hey, 
when you cross over from this life to the next, God ain't going to ask you if you was a Democrat or a Republican and who did you vote for. He's going to ask you, what did you do with my son? What did you do with the gift of life that I gave you? What did you do with the assignment and the purpose for which I created you? What did you do with that? Because that's what I'm looking at. Where was your heart? He could care less than a you-know-what about a party affiliation here on earth. What are you doing to represent him? Are you doing to draw others to him? What are you doing in your life that's going to bring glory to him? Because if you, know, if you can't answer that, then you got a problem. And it's time to definitely get back on your face and say, you know what, Daddy, I'm sorry. I missed this one. I absolutely missed this one because I was too caught up in my feelings and my emotions. And I forgot to get caught up in the spirit of the living God. I forgot to let you lead me. I forgot to let you direct me. Heck, I forgot I was representing you. I was all about me and whatever man I was standing up there and representing and what I was doing. But church, if we don't get a handle on this thing now, I shudder to think what's to come. I shudder to think what's to come. So I'm gonna I'm gonna release it back to you, sis. I, I've been talking a while. We got 14 minutes left to go on the show. What you got, Tanya? I'm listening. Oh, there you Please are. forgive me. It, it, that's okay. Communication sometimes gets off. Everything you said was perfect. I don't even feel like I really need to even add anything more to it. Or just what you said. The word of God said in these last days, my very elect shall be fooled. Don't be fooled. I don't hmm. want to believe that I've come this far to miss the mark. My prayer for this year is, Lord, I don't want to miss the mark. I don't want to get caught up with some self-me like I did in so many times before. I don't want to get caught mm-hmm. up in the attitude. I'm not trying to take sides. When Trump was in office, I pray, I pray for Trump. The word of God says, pray for those who despitefully use you. I didn't say he used me. They also say pray for your enemy. I didn't say he was my enemy. But I prayed for him, and I asked God that while he was over this nation, allow him to make the best decisions. I'm not saying that God didn't hear my prayer because I don't believe he made a lot of good decisions. But at the same time, I want to say this. We all have been led astray. We have all have lost something and don't want to give it up. We have all, whether it's a game, I'm a poor loser. I, I'm probably better this year, but before I was not a good loser. If if, if you play the game, then I, I'm competitive. I want to go for it. And, I, and, and I'm going to look at it just like that. But I want to say something to you guys. This was never about color or, or race, anything that you thought it was about. Jesus said, love your enemies. And you know, I believe, sis, that a lot of people are going to miss the mark because they can't. You know, I, I was talking mm-hmm. to my sister one day on the phone, and she said, uh, you know what? She said, I had to really pray. And asked Lord to help me because he said, love our enemy. And I had to literally mm-hmm. tell him, oh, I need you to help me. I didn't realize I had a problem in that area, but I realized that I do. It's hard when somebody has done you wrong or hurt you or whatever mm-hmm. or, mm-hmm. Or, or don't agree with you. It's hard. I didn't, nobody said it was easy. You're, you're going to suffer with everyday problems of different situations. You ain't got a problem we're loving people, then you're going to have a problem with this. If you don't have this problem, you're going to have a problem. Nobody is exempt. And all I'm saying to people is, God is exposing the ones this year coming in 2021 that's trying to hide behind that cross. You've been okay being the man or woman of God, being on the pedestal, getting the money, and getting the luxuries of life. It's so easy to say how great thou art when it's going that way. 
But when you really got to hunker down and tell the truth to your congregation, when you really got to sometimes disagree and let them know that this is not right because you don't want to lose your tithes and offerings, then you're going to be exposed. I believe that. You're coming down. That's why the word of God says those on the bottom are going to be on top and those on the top are going to be on the bottom. You can say mm-hmm. whatever you want to say. I was in the store since the other day. I, I was at work. And a customer, she will buy me, and she said to me, so, this is after election, what do you think about a black and a Jew being in office? I said, well, wow, this wow. is what I'm getting ready to say mm-hmm. to you. Exactly. I said this to her just like this. Both parties have suffered great sadness in their cultures. Jewish with the Holocaust, blacks as slaves, being beaten at home. We, one can probably get on the other side, and the other one can get on the other side, and we can probably go back and forth who served more injustice. But both, even the Indians and so on and so forth, have served great injustice to who they were. But if God said he was going to heal our lands and restore unto us what the enemy has taken from us, and I believe that he's going to do that before he comes back to show us that he's God, then step aside. Because things are getting ready to switch. And there's nothing that you can do to change that. Now, I know that people are out there still indulging in witchcraft, speaking vulgar talk. I don't care if you're a Christian or not. You better check your words. You better check your actions. Because if you're not operating in Christ, you're operating in the devil of witchcraft and sorcery and anything else. Period. Don't be mad like you saying, sis. Because the party, one, agreed more than the other. And 70 million didn't agree. But what I can say is, we thank God for whatever outcome it is. We got to pray right now that the ones that are going in will be able to provoke change for the better and not for the worse. And that everything that they said, that they can operate for the best for this nation, period, So let it be, and let it be done. Because we need change for the better and not for the opposite. We don't care about your planes and your big churches and your big pulpits. We don't care about that if we're not getting results. What good is it? But to stand and be the woman of God and the man of God that God has called you to be and stand for the truth. And not a lie. That's an expectancy for that. So like you're saying, I, I, I have so many mixed emotions, but like you're saying, I'm, I'm asking God for changing me first. Because mm-hmm. I can see some things that I can you need to, to be checked on. Yeah, I need to be checked on a lot of things. I'm not perfect by no means. Mm-hmm. And I, I want everybody to know that. I, 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 I can really go there. But I love you guys. I never, I thank God for one thing, sis that I never got caught up in color. What color you are. I don't care. You can be black and make me mad, and I may not like you. Okay, so it's nothing about color. But what I want is for those that are standing as a man and woman of God, stand on your beliefs. Pray like you've never prayed before. Pray without ceasing. And ask God to heal our lands. Bring us back as a nation that we can be able to operate under one nation as what they agreed upon that was storming into the Capitol building under God Hmm. with liberty and justice for that's what y'all set into place and when I say y'all for the ones that set those laws into place now you don't want to abide by it Hmm. now you're trying to say that that was only for whoever your chosen few and not for everybody and when you put Correct. all the money in God we trust, we didn't do that. When that was done, since we, they didn't even allow us to have a voice. Nope. So everything and every law in your constitution that you set into place, what? Did people really think that we were going to be dumb and not understand it after a while? And now we're fighting for it because what you put into place? Don't be mad. You did it. We're just saying now we're not going to lay down 
take down, sit down, or shut up. We're going to stand for what we believe in. And that's the truth and justice for all. Amen. I'm done with that conversation, sis. Well, um, we got a long world ahead of us if we are going to um, stand and believe for the healing um, of our nation along with the healing of the body of Christ. And it, it is something that, you know, if it does not come about, this country cannot stand. I'm not, you know, I again, if your belief, your faith, your hope, your trust is in God, you're going to be all right. You're going to be all right. It's going to be some trying times, just like 2020 um, yielded some, some doozies. But if, you're feel, if your faith is in the Lord God Almighty, it's going to be okay. However, there is a role that you have to play in the healing of our country, in the healing of our land, um, in the protection of what we call inalienable rights. Because if you don't stand up for what, for everyone, for everything, you know, for this country as a whole, let me put it that way, because we're never going to all agree. But if we're not in the standing for this country as a whole, as the body of Christ, it's not going to stand, I'm telling you. Because like I said, the foreign nations are primed and ready to pounce. They're laughing right now. They're laughing because we're destroying ourselves from within. But while they're laughing, they're, they're fortifying themselves for attack. You've you got to know that. You've got to know that. And that's the truth. That is the flat-out straight truth. So we are down to three minutes left in the show, sis. I'm going to ask you to pray over our nation and pray over our listeners, please. Father God, in the name of Jesus, first, I want to lift you up and thank you for being a God that's high and lifted up. Thank you for being not like man that lies, but you've always given us the truth and love and justice for all. I want to thank you for not judging us according to how we judge each other by color or education or levels or titles. But I want to thank you for being Lord God and being like no other. I want to thank you right now, Father God, for whatever you laid in place for this election. Whether people feel the way that they feel, I believe in my heart that you still have your hand in everything that we do day to day. I'm praying for our land and our nation's people. I'm praying for each individual one. People are still dying. Whether it's by the COVID, AIDS, cancer, depression, suicide, murder, we're still dying. Let's not lose sight of that. There's still love that we need to perform in this land, healing. And if you have a voice that God has given you, whatever talent your gift is, use it for the better, I'm praying in the name of Jesus, and not the worst. I'm praying for each individual family, those who have lost loved ones in 2020, that maybe felt like they believed in you, Lord, but when they lost someone, they hope in their faith turned against you. Well, I've been that one as well, Lord, ye of little faith. But I thank you because you said if you had faith the size of a mustard seed, that you will still perform the work. And I thank you right now. If we tell that mountain to be ye thou removed and be ye cast into the sea, it shall be done. I'm praying for our faith. I'm praying, Lord, in the name of Jesus, for our stand and our walk. I'm praying for each individual one that has a positive platform or a platform, and they use it for the good again and not the bad. I love you guys, and please know, it has never been about color or anything with me. I just love you unconditionally with the love of Christ, and I pray that you do the same. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen, amen. Well, I'm praying that we all have a safe and secure week, that we take this time to just really press into the the presence of God and recognize and understand that we have a role to play in the healing of the body of Christ in us coming back together as a unified body and allow the Lord to use you for his glory when it comes to standing and being united with your brothers and sisters in Christ. May the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord's face shine upon you 
May he bless you indeed in dreams and in thoughts and in God ideas. May he prosper you in the place that you will tread, every place that your feet shall tread. May he give you the territory that he has marked out for you, and may you experience his peace. We give God praise, glory, and honor for your lives. And may you have an incredibly blessed week. We will, Lord willing, be back with you. Same God time, same God channel. Same God channel. I love you, sis. We love you guys. Love you, sis. Bye-bye. Have a blessed one. You too. Let's keep it real.